Before we start today's episode, I wish to acknowledge that this podcast has been recorded on the traditional lands of the Ghana people. I pay my deepest respect to Elders past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. I acknowledge the Ghana people as the custodians of the Adelaide region, and consider myself incredibly lucky to live, work, and raise a family on Ghana land. everyone and welcome to the Truth About Aging podcast. I'm your host, Kate Helmore. Each week we'll be unpacking your questions about the aged care sector, discussing how to age well, grow old and make informed decisions. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 60 of the Truth About Aging podcast. Today is in our healthy habits series and today we're talking all about exercise. Now that might elicit some kind of response in you, whether it's one that's like, oh no, not talking about exercise again, or maybe feeling some stress or guilt about maybe not exercising as much as you think you should be, or feeling like you're meant to be going out five times a week to exercise classes to stay fit and healthy. I really hope today's episode helps to make you feel more calm and in control about what's actually needed in regards to exercise, because I think it's actually probably more achievable than we think it is. And when we put it in this big category of, you know, I've got to be getting to the gym and doing all these things to keep me fit and healthy and active, it can feel overwhelming and stressful. And we're probably far less likely to even try. So I want to dispel some of that, really talk through what some of the key parts of exercising are and what that looks like as we continue to age. So hang in there. I promise it's not going to be all doom and gloom and nothing too overwhelming, hopefully. So before we dive into today, I do really want to specify again, I am not a medical professional. If you are new to exercise, if you have medical conditions that impact your exercise, it's really important that you speak to your doctor about that and find a way to gradually and slowly implement things that will be suitable to you and your needs. What I'm talking about today is really generalized advice. So if you have any individual health conditions or you are new to exercise, please chat with your GP before starting anything. So I thought we'd kick off with talking a little bit about why we need to exercise, because it's something that gets talked about a lot. We hear about it from our doctors. We hear about it from our healthcare providers. It's really a fairly commonly known thing that exercise is helpful in aging. But I wanted to talk a little bit about why. Now, this first bit feels a little a little depressing and a little targeted, but basically Subtle functional decline starts after the age of 30. So I'm there with you. (laughs) From the age of 30, functional decline starts and it has quite a significant change after the age of 60. So this is pretty standard and it comes across in terms of strength, neuromotor function and aerobic capacity. So some individuals might have preserved function in some domains and lost it in others, but predominantly low strength is a primary, what they're calling a primary limiting factor for functional independence. Now there's a few little buzzwords in there. 
When we're talking about functional independence, we're talking about your ability to complete activities of daily living. So that's things like being able to shower yourself, prepare meals, get dressed, walk about your home or get to where you need to. They're those everyday activities that we do as just part of being. It's your ability to continue doing those. So that's kind of the negative from 30 onwards, but specifically from 60 onwards, we are all in a a steady decline. (laughs) But the good news is there's stuff that we can do about that. And there's things that we can do to prevent that decline and to help keep our bodies strong and fit and active for as long as possible. Now, the good bit is with even a small increase in your daily physical activity, you can reduce your risk of health conditions like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, bone problems, things like osteoporosis, obesity, and some types of cancer. Physical activity can also help improve your sleep, improve your mood, give you more energy, reduce stress levels and anxiety, and also reduce pain from conditions such as arthritis. There's a lot of different types of physical activity that we'll talk about, but some of them, such as resistance training and flexibility exercises, can improve physical changes that come with aging. Most people tend to lose some muscle mass, bone density, and flexibility as they age, but physical activity has been shown to improve your overall health, reduce the chances of chronic health conditions, and reduce frailty. So basically, staying active helps you live longer with a better quality of life. So they're probably things that you've heard about before. Now we're getting into the how much exercise are we talking about? So the Department of Health and Aged Care say that for people aged 65 years and over, we recommend at least 30 minutes of moderate intensity physical activity on most, preferably all days. So 30 minutes of moderate physical activity on most to all days. They do highlight here, if you find 30 minutes difficult, just start with 10 minutes once or twice a day, or after a couple of weeks, maybe increase it to 15 minutes twice a day. If you can do more than 30 minutes, that'll get you extra benefits, but really the guideline is 30 minutes a day. And over the course of a week, you want that to look like a combination of different activities. So your 30 minutes every day isn't just going for a walk. You want to ideally include a number of different activities within that. So I want to pause here just to say that itself might start to feel overwhelming. You might be going, Kate, you promised me this wasn't going to feel like too much, that I wasn't going to sit here and feel bad about the activity that I'm doing and for this to feel achievable and something that I can actually implement. We're going to get to that (laughs) because that 30 minutes of exercise can look like many different things. So please hang in with me. I promise it gets to feel a little bit more achievable. The Department of Health and Aged Care talk about a few different types of activities. So there's things that they consider uh, fitness activities, which are good for your heart, for your lungs, for your blood vessels. So these are things that are a little bit more of that cardio kind of things. So things like brisk walking, swimming, Golf, they specify golf with no cart, (laughs) aerobics or aqua aerobics, cycling, yard work or garden work, tennis, and also mopping and vacuuming, things like cleaning around the house. And you'll notice not all of those are strict exercise activities. They're not all sports or things that you're going out to do. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But they're things that they're categorizing as your fitness activities. 
strength activities. So these are designed to help maintain muscle and bone strength. And these are things like weight, strength, or resistance training, lifting or carrying. So that can be things like groceries, small children, whatever else you're lifting and might be carrying some soil around the house, around the house, maybe around the garden, climbing stairs, moderate yard work, calisthenics. There's a few different things in there that they put in your strength exercises. The third category is flexibility exercises. So these are looking to help you move more easily. And these are things like Tai Chi, bowls, mopping or vacuuming, stretching exercises, yoga, dancing. So you can kind of visualize those things and maybe a little bit of a slower pace, but involved a little bit more bending, stretching, slowly helping strengthen and lengthen those muscles. And the fourth category is what they're considering balancing activities. So balance is really closely associated with preventing falls and injuries. And this is looking at things like side leg raises, half squats, heel raises. They kind of do more specific uh, exercises within that category. But again, we'll get to that. So they're the four kind of categories that they're putting exercise into. Your fitness or cardio activities, strength activities, flexibility activities, and balancing activities. Most importantly, what does that actually look like? And this is where I really hope to help give you a better balance about what that might look like for you. So it's really important to, even right now maybe, take a minute to pause and reflect on what you consider to be exercise in your day-to-day or throughout the week. Now, again, this doesn't always look like going to the gym or going to a yoga class. This can be things like cleaning the house, doing some gardening, walking to the local shops, taking the stairs. These kind of incidental exercise that we do throughout the day are so important and play a really key role in how we think about moving our body and how we think about getting those 30 minutes a day. It does not have to be a committed, I'm going to go to an exercise class five days a week and on the other two, I'm doing yoga. It does not need to look like that. You might one day spend 30 minutes in the garden, lifting things, moving around, pulling plants in and out, repotting, carrying around potting mix, digging. There's so many things that you're doing within that time outside gardening that utilizes a whole range of movements and ticks off lots of things from those different exercise categories. Another day, you might go to an exercise class. It might be one that you booked into once a week and might be a strength and conditioning class where you do different weights and different targeted exercises, maybe some balance work in there to help really specifically target those things that are needed to help reduce falls, help keep your muscles strong, help keep your bones really strong. So that might be on one day of the week. The next day, you might go for a walk to the shops. The next day, you might be cleaning up or tidying the house for half an hour. The next, you might have golf or you might go to a Tai Chi or a yoga lesson. I hope you can kind of see what I'm getting at in that that it does not have to be a structured exercise program in that really traditional sense for 30 minutes every day. A lot of this will be incidental things that you do. And really, if you're not getting the full 30 minutes a day, It's not the end of the world. That's what we're striving for. Really, the overriding message of all of this is that the less sedentary we are, the more we're up and moving. And that could be things like instead of sitting and watching TV for two hours, I might watch it for an hour 
and then go walk over and make some cupcakes in the kitchen. Cupcakes is maybe a bad idea after our health episode, but <laughs> do some bake, do some cooking in the kitchen. There's so many other ways that you can stay up and mobile and active without it being a traditional form of exercise. So I really want to encourage you to broaden your thinking about what that looks like and maybe even sit down and map out, okay, what could that look like for me? What could I be doing each day to try and integrate some of that? And if 30 minutes feels too overwhelming, yeah, start off with maybe two 10-minute blocks. Maybe work up to that 30 over time. If you get through all of that and one, two days a week, you're finding that that's really hard for you to achieve, that's okay. This is what we're aiming for. This is what the recommendation is. That doesn't mean that's what you have to do and that I really hate when things like this are a really all or nothing approach. The great thing with exercise is that the more you do, the better. There's no wrong amount of exercise to be doing unless you're going way, way, way too hard and doing too much. But I think there's probably a small, small minority of people that sit in that category. But you can't really go wrong with it in that even if you just start to increase what you're doing from what you already are, that is a massive win. That is amazing. If you've gone from being fully sedentary to now I'm doing 10 minute blocks each day of exercise, that's incredible. If at the moment you probably do three days a week, maybe four days a week where you're getting those 30 minutes, but after this you go, you know what, on an extra day, I'm going to walk to the shops instead of driving. Or I'm going to spend a bit more time in the garden this week so that I can get that extra 30 minutes in. It's those small little one percenters that add up over time. If it starts to feel too big and too overwhelming, we're so much less likely to even attempt it. That the biggest thing I want you to take out of this is that it can just be small little increments and really focusing at having a look in how that incorporates into your day-to-day life. Because if we start trying to do exercise programs that don't interest us at all, E.g. if I was told I need to go play golf four times a week, I'm probably not going to do it because it doesn't interest me (laughs) versus if you're someone that's into yoga or maybe hydrotherapy or bike riding or tennis or whatever your passions are, try incorporate some of those things. Do a mix of things, but focus on things that you enjoy. Does not have to be prescriptive around these are the exact things that you should be doing. Now on that too, I do want to add that in terms of things like gym programs, even one-to-one visits with an exercise physiotherapist, hydrotherapy, lots of Tai Chi, yoga, a number of those kind of group-based exercise programs can be covered by things like your home care package. So if funding is an issue for you, if it's making it something hard to access, it could be worth looking at government-funded assistance to access some of those kind of exercise programs. And if you already have a home care package there, why not use it and throw in an extra day of something there just to get you up, get you moving, give you something else to do. Because like we talked about earlier, exercise can really improve your overall mood and well-being. And having something to look forward to or something to get out of the house for can be really important in giving you a sense of structure, a sense of purpose, and something that you can really tick off your list and feel like, yeah, I achieved that. That's something that I did today. And I did that for myself to for my long-term better health. So I hope that that answers some of your questions and I really, really hope that it makes exercise feel a little bit more achievable. 
It would absolutely make my day if you would sit here now and just think about one thing that you're going to do this week that can get you a little bit more active, just a little bit. And I'm talking for you, it might be a 10 minute something. It might be a 30 minute something that you commit to weekly. I don't care how big or small it is, but if you can stop and pause and reflect on things that you might do right now to make your overall exercise better, I think that's a wonderful healthy habit that I can help pass on through this podcast. Thank you as always for tuning in. I will be back in your ears in a couple of weeks for another healthy habits episode. I hope you are staying warm, cool. Who really knows at this point? I feel like the seasons are all over the place. I hope you're staying comfortable. I hope you're having a great week and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Bye.